Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Okay, guys, second sponsor of the show we have is SoBet. That's SoBet.io. The link is in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TP3Bets. But y'all don't even know what SoBet is yet, man. It is the best value in sports betting. There's over 38 other handicappers on there like myself. It's $10 a month, and you get all those bets. Let's say you don't want to tail me. You can tail somebody else on the website. Everybody over there is winning. Everyone's putting in great work. You get every single bet explained like me and Ben break down for you guys on these podcasts. Might as well go ahead and do it for only $10 a month. Might as well sign up, try a month, say you don't like it. It's all good, guys. But yeah, so bet. Go over there, get at them. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penling, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm joined by Ben Gorwitz on August 3rd. Ben, say what's up to the people. Yo, yo, yo. AFC South Day. Interesting division. Obviously, not not a great one, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, this division actually, been is probably a little more interesting than it's been in the past to talk about. You know, usually we're just like, the Jags and, and the Texans suck. Let's spend time on the other teams. But this time, or well, actually, I'll take that back. The Texans were good for a while. But regardless, I feel like ever since we've been doing this, two of the teams in this division have barely been worth our while to talk about. But it's actually going to be a decently interesting division to talk about this year. Um, and those of you guys who've been listening to us, me and Ben, next week we got the ACC preview. We got more NFL previews. Then we're going to do the SEC preview. And then at that point, guys, it'll be the general college football podcast. And then it'll be time for week zero. So we're going to keep on trekking, pumping out tons of con- content for you guys. Me and Ben are excited. Ben, let's get down to it, man. We got to start things off with the division champs. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jags finished last season on a hot streak as they finished the season 7-2, and two, including a five-game win streak. Uh, they also had the Chiefs on the ropes. I will say a lot of that had to do with the Mahomes ankle injury, but they did have the Chiefs on the ropes, and they had the field goal for one of the greatest backdoor covers of the NFL season at the end of the game. Got to give them the shout-out for that. Um, the Jags play the 23rd easiest or in rank of hardest to easiest schedules. They play the 23rd schedule in the NFL. Um, Calvin Ridley will be able to play for them this upcoming season. Uh, star left tackle Cam Robinson will be suspended for four games. 
They actually really didn't add and drop that much from the roster. Juwan Taylor is going to be er, left for Kansas City, but they replaced him with their first-round pick, drafting an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. And they draft Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. Those are the notable pickups for them this offseason. Not crazy movement with the roster. Ben, what do you think about the Jags this year? Should be a really good offense. Um, I feel like around Twitter has been kind of weird. So you always get these mm-hmm. training cl- camp clips, and everyone's like, Calvin really looks amazing. He, he looks this. He looks that. He's not coming off an injury, guys. He's Why is anyone surprised that he looks like a stud receiver? He was a first-round pick, and he was pretty good for the Falcons before he kind of quit on the team and got suspended. Like, he's been healthy the entire time. This isn't uh, a wide receiver coming off an ACL injury trying to regain his confidence and regain his cuts. Like, this this guy's just been sidelined because he broke an NFL rule. Uh, this offense should be great. I think it's – I think we saw it a little bit last year. Now we're going to see the big, big step from Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, This offense should be a lot of points. Really great coach. You and I talked about Peterson a ton last year. So, big things at the Jags. They're favorites in this division. They should be by a wide margin. So, yeah, I would have them win in this division just like everyone else. They are way more talented than every other team in this division. I think some teams in this division have potential. The Jags have straight-up talent that we know can produce, and they still have a lot of potential. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one, Ben. I think that Doug Peterson the second year is really going to put his hands on the – I mean, we saw how much they approved in the second half of the season. Like I said, they finished the season on a 7-2 and two run. I think they had like a five-game losing streak, two in the season. At one point, they were like 2-7, and seven, and they finished with a 7-2 run to win the division. I like the I like their outlook a lot. I think they will struggle a little bit without Cam Robinson in the lineup, but ultimately I don't think that'll hold them back too much. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually surged a lot the second half of the season. He really unlocked guys like Evan Ingram, guys like um, uh, contract Zay, extension. Yeah, Zay Jones. Um, obviously, they got Travis Etienne, who really broke out as like a receiving and running back, and honestly. He's been running his he was running his mouth a little bit too. You know, he said that running backs need to diversify themselves a lot. So I look for him to have a big breakout season. Thought picking up Tank Bigsby was underrated, but all in all, I think this Jags team will be pretty solid. I think the defense should be pretty good. They were top 10 last year in yards per game and points per game on offense. So I expect them just to build on what they had last year. And that trade they did for Christian Kirk got made fun of a lot. And he had a monster year. I mean, Obviously, you add Calvin to that. You add a happy Evan Ingram since he has a new contract. And, I mean, if Christian Kirk continues to put up the numbers that he did last year or if he can even escalate them, that trade's not going to look so bad. What, what is the ceiling? What, what's the ceiling for this team? I mean, are they – can they get to a Super Bowl? Um, That's tough, It would honestly. require upsets in the playoffs. But. I mean, honestly, though, Ben, when I think about it, I think they have a very middle-of-the-pack defense. I think they're going to have a much better offense. Like, I expect this to be a top-five offensive unit with how easy the, the schedule yeah. is of teams they play. Um, also, Jacksonville, I mean, they won a playoff game last year, so that's something to build on. They play competitively against the Chiefs. Doug Peterson's been there, done that. I mean, I think this team should definitely be one of the final – they should definitely make it to the second weekend of the NFL playoffs. And depending on who they draw and how things break, you know, it could be – a. I mean, shit, they could have the best record in the NFC and or in the AFC in the regular season. I mean, they play the easiest schedule out of any team that won their division last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree. I don't know if they're – like, I'm not putting them in the Super Bowl contender category, mm-hmm. but I think they can, you know, definitely – 
upset someone in the in round one, round two of the playoffs. It probably won't be round one since they're gonna yeah. win the division. I'll, I'll put them in the Super Bowl contender contender category. I think they should be. Actually, only the uh, Buccaneers have an easier schedule than them as a team that won their division. But obviously, the Bucks aren't going to be that good this year. So take that with a grain of salt for what it's worth. Ben, let's talk about the rest of this division. The rest of this division is going to be pretty interesting to see how it all shakes out. Let's talk about the uh, Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee at one point last season was 7-3. and three, Then they lost seven games in a row. They play the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL this season. They had an NFL high 34 players placed on the injured list last year. Uh, big, they had some decent big moves. So they added Skaronsky from uh, Northwestern in the first round to bolster that offensive line. They obviously drafted Will Levis as well. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who comes in as a big time uh, free agency pickup. And other than that, they really didn't have too many big time departures or signings besides bringing in D Hop. Ben, what do you think about this Titans team? Will the injury bug go their way this year? So defensively, we kind of we kind of can can assume what we're going to get from them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brayball's defenses are always tough minded. They get better as the season goes. Uh, their entire team just if they could start week eight and passed, I feel like they would be so happy to do so because they typically get out of the gate a little slow. Mm-hmm. It, their quarterback situation is interesting. It, we talk about, we've talked about all the college teams that have um, quarterback controversies. And it's like, well, how long do they really want to play Tannehill for? Right. He's in his final year, final year of his contract. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, if your team's not going to be very competitive or once you know that you may not win the division, then, then Tannehill's probably going to be out. Is it out sooner? That'll be interesting to follow. Um, I, I think they can fight to be the second best team in this division and be the worst wild card team to get in. But I, I think it's unlikely uh, that this team is a playoff team. I, I don't think you're going to get much out of Tannehill at this point. Um, I, I think Hopkins will, will do good for for the for, um, receiver out of Arkansas. Trail works. I think he should benefit from having Hopkins. But like – I'm not going to sit here and say Hopkins is going to be double teamed every play because he doesn't need to be double teamed at every play at this point in his career. So I think this team can be good, but I don't know if they can be great. So uh, interested to see what Hopkins can give, Tannehill can give, and what Derrick Henry can give. still give. Yeah. So Ben, it's an old uh, team. It's an old team. Yeah. No, it is an old team. So the Titans have experimented around with wide receivers like this on the tail end of their career. They brought in Andre Johnson. They brought in Randy Moss later on in their careers, and both those guys absolutely shit the bed. I think Hopkins still has a little bit more left to give. Interesting, though, that you brought up, because I kind of wanted to go back to this before I really went in on them, with the Will Levis and Malik Willis side of things, Ben. I think it really just depends on how the season goes. Tannehill wasn't healthy last year. He ended up getting placed on IR, and Joshua Dobbs had to finish the season off for them. Apparently, Malik Willis looks a lot better. I've heard mixed reviews about Will Levis. I think these guys will get their chance at some point in time. I think it's more so one of those things that if you remain competitive in the playoff hunt, that these guys won't really see the field. But if things go off, you know, like if you start out and you're just having a bad season, pretty much the playoffs look like they're not going to happen. I think that's then so when we're going to see guys like Levis and Willis get opportunities. What do you think? Same thing? Yeah, I don't think they're just going to play them if they're still fighting, you know, week one, week Mm -hmm. two, week three. So, I think once the season's kind of dwindling, I think they might give some a chance. I guess it's going to be fascinating to follow who is the guy that follows. Is it Levis or is it um, Malik Willis? And we can add Julio to the list of receivers that they've tried. 
Another good one, too. I knew I was forgetting somebody. I just couldn't even think about it. I felt like I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off earlier taking these notes. As of right now, Malik Willis is listed as the backup quarterback, so something to watch there. Ultimately, though, Ben, when I look at this team, I actually like what I see on the offensive side of the ball. I like the fact they have Trelon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins. I like breakout tight end Chig Okonkwo. He's, he's a Georgia boy, I believe. He can't remember which high school. He went to the same high school as Justin Fields. I don't know why it's leaving my name right now. They also bring in Tajay Spears later on in the draft. Harrison? Yeah, Harrison. They also brought in Tajay Spears as well. Um, I like what they're doing a lot there with what they got on offense. They also have a uh, is it Hassan Haskins from Michigan two years ago? Yes. They have one of the yeah they have Haskins as well. So they have some running backs. Interesting though that you brought up to me Derrick Henry because when I look at Derrick Henry Ben, I did some research earlier. I think Derrick Henry might be cooked. Running backs fall off, and so there was a study that's gone on for multiple years. It's in years five to seven of your career and around 1,500 carries you fall off. Well, Derrick Henry's in his eighth year. He's had over 17 uh, – or he's had over 1,750 carries, and he has the Jones fracture. So I'm a little worried that this might be the tail end of Derrick Henry's career. And last season they were 28th in passing offense and 22nd in overall EPA. Obviously a lot of that was the fact that they traded A.J. Brown and they had a ton of injuries to their receiving core. Ben, are you worried about Derrick Henry falling off this season? I think he's just one of those players that I'll start to worry about him when I mm-hmm. when I see it for proof. Yeah. And the tough part with with evaluating Derrick Henry is he might look slow in weeks one through five, one through six, but somehow, some way, it's week thirteen, and and there he goes in ninety nine yard touchdown run, stiff arming eight people. Like he he's such a unicorn physically that I don't know if you can grade him against other running backs, right? Like yeah. I think. But on the other end of that, to play devil's advocate to myself, it's like, well, Julio is such a physical specimen, but for years now he has looked old. And I don't know what it is. With, is it he's just lost speed? Is it his route running isn't as crisp since he's older? Whatever it is, we've seen it with Julio. Obviously, Calvin Johnson was a physical unicorn. He retired on his own. Um, I'm trying to think of other anomalies that we've seen. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, was AP just was he just bigger than every other running back we've seen other than Henry? I think at that point, honestly, I mean, the, him the and speed, the speed that he had with it, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. AP like, played for a long time. I don't know if you can take Father Time caught up with it. He was still really good for a long time. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not. Derrick Henry's just he's just one of those guys. I'm not going to doubt him until I until he proves it to me. Fair enough. He no, got I'm to the point with Brady. I mean. Mm-hmm. I definitely do agree with you on that, but I definitely expect some regression from him. I also expect them to kind of reduce his workload a little bit. Not saying that he's going to be like carrying the ball like 10 times a game, but I could see his carries going down from probably like, – he probably averages like in between 23 to 30 carries a game. I see him being like right at the, around that 20 number. But I think the passing offense should pick up for this team. Um, overall, they were third worst in uh in, in yards per game last year and fifth were in their fifth in points per game is in fifth to last. So the offense was not good for them last year. I expect they would obviously to step up a little bit because we discussed all the injuries they had. Their defense was interesting to me. Last year they were last versus the, they were last versus the pass, but first in the NFL versus the run, literally the exact opposite. So I expect that. I mean, a lot of that had to do with the injury, but Ben, when it comes down to me, the Titans for me, I don't think we can write them off this soon. Mike Vrabel is a one hell of a coach. I can't remember what his ATS number is as an underdog, but this guy knows how to, like, honestly, 
he learned so much from Belichick, and he's like one of the few coaches that you've seen from the Belichick tree that really resembles him a lot. Like Vrabel has, dude, Vrabel won a game with Malik Willis throwing for like 60 yards. Malik Willis literally threw a pass to a Conquo for 60 yards. Other than that, he didn't even throw for 60 yards the rest of the game, and that was like the third play of the game. And Mike Vrabel almost beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. He is a great coach. I would put him in top five coaches in the league. I think as long as you yeah. have him, this team's going to be competitive, and I expect this team to be in the playoff hunt now to I think they make it. That's a different story, but I think they will be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. Brable is absolutely a top five coach and maybe the only coach in the NFL that, that could have possibly won the 49ers the playoff game last year when McCaffrey was kind of playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a good point. He might have been the only one. That's enough Titans talk there, guys. Like I said, that team's very interesting. There's a lot of storylines within this upcoming season. They're going to be interesting to watch, see how things go down. I think I will actually go to a game in their stadium this year as the Falcons play them on Halloween weekend. So I think I'm going to make the trip up there. Ben, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, they were favored to win this division. They are pretty disappointing for the season. I might season. join you on that. Hey, yeah, more than welcome to. I know you used to live up in Nashville, too. So Ben's got to show me around his city. They bring in head coach Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator over from the Eagles. They also have a lot of movement on the defensive side of the ball. They lose Stephon Gilmore, Yannick Ngawe, Rodney McLeod, O'Kir, and they and they also have a couple other pieces that went out as well. They did bring in Samson Abiyakam to come over on, um, from the 49ers to play defensive end. Um, they still have DeForest Buckner. They still have Quiddy Pay. They still have Shaq Leonard, who didn't really play in that many games last this last season. Um, their schedule is the fourth easiest in the NFL. Ben, what do you think about this Colts team for the upcoming season with Anthony Richardson most likely going to be their game one starting quarterback? Is that what it's projected to be right now over Gardner? Yeah, so I was listening to PFF yeah. podcast earlier today, and they were actually at their practice, and they said he was taking pretty much all the number one reps. Okay. Uh, their secondary um... – Nervous in, in terms of the ability to give up the deep play, give up points. Uh, just to go back to the Titans real quick, since we – I mean, there's two there's two players on that team that have to be mentioned. Kevin Byard is one of the best safeties in football. Um, I look for him to turn around that pass defense more than any coach will do. He's just a leader on the field. And then Jeffrey Simmons is an animal on their defensive line. I don't know if the Colts have an alpha – on their defense, like I don't like. I don't you don't think Leonard is. Think, he just can he stay healthy. I feel like these last two years he's barely played any football. So yeah, when he's on the field, he's one of the best linebackers in football. And and I don't mean to compare him to a guy who should be in the like Luke Keekley is a guy that played like Calvin Johnson. He should be in the Hall of Fame and didn't play anywhere into his peak really. Yeah, Shaq Leonard is like a Luke Keekley type linebacker. He seems like he's the smartest one on the field. He's always punching his head, his, uh, his helmet or his fist in there to break up a fumble. He does everything for the team, but he has to stay healthy, and he hasn't really done that recently. In terms of offensively, I really like the draft pick of Josh Downs uh, at a UNC. I, I think he fits into what this league can do. He's Listen, he's not as good going to UNC versus Ohio State, but he, I feel like he can do everything that Jackson Smith and Jigba did. In college, he's that type of shifty slot receiver, really good route runner. Um, obviously, played with Drake May and, and put up huge numbers with Drake May. And then he played with uh, Sam Howell and had big numbers there. So that's a guy that I think could explode his rookie year. The Colts have Alec Pierce, who was a rookie last year. Yep. Um, Pittman, who I think is a good receiver. I, I think the receiving core is decent. 
Same. The question is, what what are they gonna what are they gonna need Richardson to do? Right? Is 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 he gonna have to drop back and throw the ball 35, 40 times? Because it doesn't sound like Jonathan Taylor is gonna play this season for them. Um, and if you're not getting running a lot of running back help, mm-hmm. you're gonna ask Richardson to run a little bit more with his big body and good speed. And I don't putting the ball in the hands of your rookie quarterback every single play. Like I think if the Colts have Anthony Richardson play a Josh Allen type of football game, they're going to lose a lot of football games. That's not what Anthony Richardson's strengths are. So I'm interested to see what they play and how they play because it's going to be confusing. I think they don't have an identity going into week one. I don't think they know who they are. Yeah, so Ben, Zach Moss, I believe, broke his hand or something. He had some sort of injury, so he might be lost for a while. So now it's going to be Deion Jackson and Evan Hull. Look, I think they brought in three running backs who have been floating around the league recently as a tryout. So they'll pick up someone. Dude, and I I don't remember if we said it or not on the podcast or if we said it beforehand. Why don't they call Kareem Hunt? You know, like Kareem Hunt yeah. would be an A plus or Ezekiel Elliott to come over here and play running back for them. Look, if I'm if I'm a uh, Jim Ursay at this point, I'm picking up the phone, I'm calling Jonathan Taylor, I'm be like, look, JT, love you to death, buddy. You couldn't stay on the field last year. You get out there. And you put up the numbers, and I'll do right by you. I'll either give you what Saquon Barkley got where you got the one year, or I'll give you a long-term deal. Be like, you got to go out there and earn the deal, and I promise you there will be no franchise tag BS. And if I'm Jonathan Taylor – not I get earned out. it to this point, though? I don't think he's earned it, to be honest. You couldn't – I mean, he was really dominant in his, se- in his second year in the league. Then last year, he couldn't stay on the field. I think he's got to prove it. Yeah. So – I don't know. That's just the way I see it. Because, I mean, I feel like Shane Steichen with running the ball with Anthony Richardson and then giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor, he can do the same thing he kind of did with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, you know, then work one of these other running backs in there as like his Kenneth Gainwell change of pace kind of guy. Because I think Steichen's the right guy to unlock Anthony Richardson and do a lot of good things with his team. They just got to let him do it, you know. So that's the – Yeah, that's and, the- and a, co- a commonality that I see – is with the Colts and with the team that we're about to talk about, the Texans, is, listen, the the situations may not be Mm -hmm. the best for a rookie quarterback to come in, but both teams have a pretty good offensive line that should help these young quarterbacks get a little more time to make decisions because you still got Ryan Kelly, you still got Quentin Nelson, you still got – there's another guy for the Colts that's that's been a pro bowler multiple times. I can't think of his name right now. And then if you're ready to transfer or transition into the Texans – are you ready for the Texans talk? Um, not yet. I had a couple more things I want to say about the Colts real quick. I was, um, I was just going to say the Texans brought in Shaq Mason and re-signed Larry Tunsil. So we'll get to them in a second. Yeah, no, we'll say something about them here in a second. Um, the other thing I was going to say, well, last year, Ben, I don't know if you remember or not, their entire offensive line was hurt. They gave up the second most sacks in the NFL as a result. They absolutely murdered Matt Ryan back there. I'm glad my guy can still walk after that one, but – that was pretty much the last point I wanted to make on this Colts team. Oh, also, they were third worst in points per game last year. So they got to pick things up from what the offense did last year. And I think they're pretty glad, though, to put the Jeff Saturday um, crazy yeah, stuff, experience. craziness behind them. And they were also on on the other end of the worst loss, of the worst comeback in NFL history. So anyway, with no further ado, let's keep it moving here, Ben. Let's talk about the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, as you just said, they bolstered their offensive line. They bring in DeMarco Ryans, a former player for them, 
He was the defensive coordinator last year of the 49ers. Now he's going to be their head coach. Uh, they dra- a couple draft mentions to throw in here. They obviously bring in um, C.J. Stroud, who's going to be taking over as QB. They brought in Will Anderson on the defense, and they actually had a lot of shuffling. I'm not going to say that they really lost any key players besides trading Brandon Cooks to Dallas because this team was downright terrible last year. They were bottom three in the NFL in offense and defense, so pretty hard to be worse than they were. Dalton Schultz is their big addition on offense. He's going to be catching the ball for them as well as the first round or third round pick Tank Dell from Houston. They also added a lot to their defense besides with uh to pair along with Derek Steenley and Jalen Petrie. They also are going to add Jimmy Ward, Denzel Perryman, Steve Nelson, Jerry Hughes, Sheldon Rankins, Corey Littleton, and Shaq Griffin. So they got an entirely new defense. They have the third easiest schedule in the NFL. Ben, what do you think C.J. Stroud and company can do this season? Yeah, Stingley was very good last year, and Jalen Petrie was was an outstanding rookie at the safety position as well. Um, another guy that you and I liked in the draft, Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Short little re- speedy receiver. Um, they get him as well. So listen, Stroud's weapons, his wide receivers, they're not horrible. They're they're a lot better than the Texans have had in the past. Nico Collins is a speedster. Tank Dell's a speedster. Robert Woods is a veteran. Uh, we'll see what we can kind of get out of him. Uh, but he's been pretty consistent when when he or he's a little inconsistent, I would say. When he has his good games, he goes off, and then he kind of disappears in some. And then obviously. Um, John Mechie didn't play last year because he was battling, battling leukemia. Um, so he will be a rookie this year. So not bad. I, I don't, I, rookie quarterbacks are just so unpredictable. Like, what do you get from this team with a rookie head coach, with a rookie quarterback, with an entirely new defense? I think there's going to be some struggles early on, but the talent is certainly there that I hope CJ, CJ Stroud can at least show some flashes in his rookie year to give some Texans fans some hope. He'd be like, okay, we, we have a little bit here, right? We have a little bit. And I feel like some games Davis Mills would keep him really close in the fourth quarter, and I think the Texans fans would be like, okay, we have it here. Can we get a quarterback? Maybe they have a quarterback now. But they have an entirely new defense, so that can go one of two ways, and it's pretty unpredictable. Ben, also, one other thing I wanted to ask you is how do you feel about the team trading their first-round pick to trade up and get Will Anderson? Do you think it was the right move to get their superstar for both sides of the ball, or do you think they should have held on to the pick thinking they're going to be pretty bad this upcoming season? So what we've seen from the teams that are that are good typically mm-hmm. have, obviously, the quarterback position, but you gotta have you got to have a guy on defense that you can point to on third down and be like, get this team off the field, right? Yeah. Um, you know, think about all of think about who's been getting paid recently. Edge rushers, that market has been making some money recently. Yeah. Obviously, you have like, you know, like Will Anderson his rookie year, he may not be like in the Miles Garrett or the Bosa uh the Bosa brothers or the uh TJ Watt Michael Parsons category, but if you can be a disruptor, it helps the defense so much. And what we saw from Will Anderson in college were the definition of a disruptor. He was in the backfield, whether he got a sack or not, disrupting plays after play after play. I don't hate the move from the Texans because I think they feel good about what's in their secondary with uh, Patriot safety or kind of star position and then Stingley. So I think if they can get the defensive line in, in uh, you know, squared away, I think it helps them. And, I don't hate like, – I think the risk is fine to get it like a Will Anderson because I think I, – I believe in him a lot in, in being a star NFL pass rusher. 
Yeah, so, you know, when we first talked about it, I thought it was pretty bad. But now that I think about it more, I'm going to agree with you on this one, Ben. Those pass rushers come a dime a dozen. And as long as you think Will Anderson is a generational game-wrecking talent, I think it's worth it. Because when you look at this upcoming draft, you just use a first-round pick on C.J. Stroud, so you don't need that top draft pick you know, to go out there and draft a uh, quarterback. Odds are nobody's going to trade you a young defensive end that you're going to be able to control on a young contract or on a low contract with that first round pick if you were to trade it, you know? So the way I look at it is you get Will Anderson, the guy who's going to set up your defense, because this upcoming draft, there probably isn't that game-wrecking pass rusher. You know, Harold Perkins, the the LSU guy, he's going to be – he's just only a sophomore. So there's really not that guy who's worth taking that high up. So I'm actually going to say it wasn't that bad of a move, looking back on it in hindsight and thinking of it more logically this way. But I know for a fact, Ben, this defense will not be the second worst defense in the NFL this upcoming season. Um, they were awful. The offense was second was the second worst in um, yards per game and yards per play. So, I mean, and points per game and yards per play. Oh, I have too many numbers, man, for me to read right there. But uh, yeah, the Texans team, there's no way that they can be as bad as they were last year. I think they're going to be a little bit better. That's for sure. I think that DeMarco Ryans is going to come in here, man. He's going to build the culture. See, the thing is, I D'Amico, feel like, the, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I meant. DeMico Ryans. I feel like that the team and like the coaching and the like the fan base are all going to get behind him. You know, he's one of the best players in franchise history because he was a really solid linebacker when he played in the NFL. And I think everybody's going to get behind him and get into this team. Like, I think it was the, they actually made the type of move to get people to buy in. And I think CJ Stroud will be decent. I mean, I wish he had some better weapons to throw the ball to, but. Mechie was solid in college. Maybe he can do a little something. I like, like you said, you know, Nico Collins. I mean, they have Damian Pierce to hand the ball to. They have a, yeah, they have Schultz. They have a decent offensive line. This Texans team, I think, will be competitive. And I think they may not necessarily have the best record. I think they're going to cover some spreads for us, though, Ben. Yeah, I I do agree. And and who who do you think has a better rookie year between um, Stroud, Richardson, or if you want to throw Levis in there? Obviously, he won't play as many games. Ooh, it's tough. You know, Ben, I was our Anthony Richardson guy last year, so I'm going to have to double down on my prediction here. I'm not putting any any money on it, but I'm going to say I still think Anthony Richardson will. I think him with Steichen, they're going to be able to establish some running stuff for him. Hopefully, they can convince Jonathan Taylor to suck it up and play. So I think that it's going to be him. What about you? I think I'm going to go with Stroud. Okay. Um, no, I definitely I definitely think Stroud's going to have a solid season. I really do. I think he's going to be able to get the ball out and whatnot. I think he will have decent offensive line, but I think the Texans are building something here, so I don't hate that at all for them. Um, ben, anything else you want to say about these four teams before we put, pit, uh, put them in order and we pick our division winner? No, I'm ready. I, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Jaguars win the division – Okay. I'm gonna go Tennessee Titans in second. I'm gonna go the Houston Texans in third, and I think the Colts. Uh, I think they're going down a bad path with their owner being as soaking out, losing your best player, um, trusting a rookie quarterback to do more than than he's probably capable of doing. Um, I I think, and if they finish fourth, I think the GM could be gone. I think it could get ugly in Indianapolis. I just think Ursay is a guy with. Too verbal with a little bit too much power right now, even though he's the owner. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you on this one, Ben. I have the exact same order. I think it's going to go Jags, Titans, 
Texans, Colts. I got the Colts finishing last. I mean, what's the Colts season win total at, man? We might need to go under on this one. The Colts season Five win total. Six and a half. Ooh, I love six that going eight. under. I love that going under. Yeah, now the Colts under six and a half. I'm going to go ahead and make that a best bet. It's plus 110, too, to go under them at six and a half. So I like that a lot. If you're still listening to this pod, there's there's a futures bet for you. Yeah, that's plus money, too. You don't get that too often when you're going under. Um, Once the Texans over under. Same thing, six and a half. I don't know about the, the Titans. Titans like, what are the, what's the Titans and Jags? You might say, if you're on it, you might as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, let me look. Um, The t- the Jags are the Titans at – Titans can't be much more than that. Damn, the Jags are at nine and a half. The over is at minus 135. And the Titans are probably – I'm going to guess – yeah, the Titans are at seven and a half. Yeah. That's so, interesting. yeah, the Titans – I mean, look, going – the Titans and the, J- and the Jag – or the Titans to go over might not be a bad look because they play such an easy schedule, so. That'll be a sweaty one the whole season now because they play some gross football. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is a sweaty one to hold to because you also got to think about if they if they don't play well, you know, at the beginning, you're probably going to see Will – you don't want to be, be depending on Will Levis and Malik Willis to cash an over ticket for you in week 16, 17. Oh, all right, Ben. That's all we got for today's podcast, guys. We'll be back next week with more college football previews. We'll be back with more NFL previews. As always, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Ben, last thing, are you going to be watching the Hall of Fame game tonight? Uh, no, probably not. No Hall of Fame game for Ben tonight. Ben, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, man. <laughs> I'm just messing I'll be around. Watching baseball. Yeah, we got plenty of sports to, of football to watch this season. I will be watching the Hall of Fame game, and I will talk to everyone again soon.